A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to I'll Have What She's Having, a food and drink podcast from me, Sophie Wybird. And me, Hannah Crosby. Every week, Sophie and I sit down to dinner. She makes a dish, I pair a wine, and we put the world to rights. This week, we pair Sauvignon Blanc with endive, almond, and goat's cheese salad. And we talk food shortages, rejecting King Charles, and Ice Spice Part 2. Hello! We are back with the Anxious Girl podcast. Slash, <laughs> slash that I'll have what she's having podcast. I know. I, me and Sophie were just having a conversation before this started about how when guests are on, we're very much in performance <laughs> mode. But now we're so comfortable in each other's company. We're just talking about, all right, yeah. We're both feeling a teeny bit under the weather today yeah. as well. So apologies in advance if we sound a little bit snotty. <laughs> we sound a little bit, bit sexier than usual. It's because we're both very congested. <laughs> My voice doesn't go to sexy when I'm ill. My voice goes Your straight Your voice is already to, sexy, Sophie. Oh, I can't fucking help it. It goes straight to like, it sounds sounds like a, someone who should be hospitalised. Maybe it's because your voice is already deep, husky and sexy that when you become <laughs> ill, it kind of like goes over the mark slightly. It, it pushes it too far. It pushes it too far. So alongside our wine today, we are going to be sipping some hot lemon and honey. Yeah, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie, I'm kind of favouring the lemon and honey right now. I'm excited to have something... Um, cold because apparently you should be drinking cold things if you have a sore throat really nice yeah. little soother pretty sure i didn't make this up cold things sore throat my favorite illness cure is a very hot thing which i call fire water in my house which oh. is you just slice up loads of ginger and you boil it on the hob in loads of water <gasps> until the water goes really dark and it tastes so fiery and punchy and then you add lemon juice and honey to that so it's like mm. a really spicy Hot lemon and honey. Such bullshit. This is classic, like, Googling your symptoms. Certain warm drinks and foods may help soothe the sore throat. Next article down. Cold foods such as ice cream help sore sore throat. So everything. Again, please stick to a single scoop, as too much sugar may inhibit the immune system's effectiveness. So everything and nothing helps the sore throat. Basically, yeah. Basically, we just got to wait it out. We're fucked. Um, 
I don't wanna. <laughs> I'm moving house this weekend, which is not the right time to get ill. I was gonna say it's probably psychosomatic. With me and Sophia going through it, I'm, someone <laughs> left a very kind review last week. The girls are so genuine and authentic. We're like, okay, how do you how do you like? How do you, how like? Do you like me now? We're like? <laughs> depressed and ill. Um, how's house we've been going so? Uh, I have barely left the house in a week. I'm in insane box packing mode at the moment. I keep thinking I've done a big chunk of it and then you turn around uh, you turn around, and there's a million more things that popped up behind you. Bin bags everywhere, recycling bins full. It's all, it's all happening. Does slinky, slinky feel that something's happening? Slinky is definitely cottoned on something going on. She's spending a lot of time either in bed or in the garden. She's oh. not really hanging out in the communal spaces. I think she's finding the box. She normally likes a cardboard box, but mm. I think she's finding it intensely unrelaxing at this point. But aren't we all? Mm. Aren't we all? She's avoiding mummy and daddy. She's avoiding mummy and daddy and other mummy. Oh, dear. And she's about to split up from her other mummy. She doesn't even know it yet. <gasps> oh, fuck. God, that's heartbreaking. I know. It's hard. Who'd be it's a hard. in your house? Oh, my God. But it's, yeah, it's it's all just been very stressful at Casa Wybird Crosby at the moment. But I think that this is, if nothing else, I mean, it's a very good podcast, but it's also an hourly therapy, couples therapy session between us and our lovely producer. You could always have a little low week. Yeah. You could have a low week and next week we'll have a really good one. Yeah, next week's going to be good. I mean, next, okay. This week's going to be great. Don't stop listening. <laughs> We're still gonna, we're gonna we're gonna warm up as we go. Don't you worry. Yeah, it's gonna be good. But next week, poof, boy, have we got a guest? We got a biggie. We got a biggie. Yeah, uh, and we've also got a very exciting announcement next week. So yeah. So keep tuning into this, but also tune in next week. Yeah, also tune in again. Please don't hang up. <laughs> um, what are we drinking today, Han? So yeah, let's talk about what we've got in front of us. I mean, besides the honey and lemon that we're swigging, and I'm probably going to make another one in a second, we <laughs> have. So I feel like we've gone down quite like a natty wine alternative route for the past few weeks. So I wanted to rein it back in with something a bit more traditional. Mm. We have a Sauvignon Blanc from South Africa by a producer or a project called Journey's End. The wine is called Speckboom, which is the name of a South African plant, which is a succulent. It's a succulent native to... South Africa, I should say. So speck boom also translates to elephant bush. It sucks so much CO2 from the atmosphere. It's a fact I was I found out when I was looking it up. It sucks like 40% more air than like a really old part of like woodland, ah. which is pretty cool. Um, so this wine's made from 100% sustainably sourced grapes. It's a very sustainable-minded wine. Uh, it's made in the coastal region, so it's super bright and fresh with lovely notes of melon, citrus, apple... And what we've got in front of us to pair with something like a Sauvignon Blanc is a pretty fail-safe pairing. So I think we've gone super classic this week. Very classy. We've gone very classic. And I have shunned my normal pairing of bread and cheese. Bread and or cheese. There is a bit of cheese, it must be said, but mm. it's not the same kind of heavy, rich, melted cheese we normally go for. So what we've got today is we've got an endive and goat's cheese and brown butter almond salad. <sighs> so colourful. It's really colourful. I'm obsessed with endive. I think it's one of those leaves that when you're younger, you think it's disgusting. It's bitter. It's bitter. I did, really didn't used to get it, and now it's my absolute favourite salad leaf to go for. I've got some red endive here just for extra colour. And then I've toasted some blanched almonds in butter until the butter goes really dark and nutty. So 
It's just nuts on nuts on nuts on nuts. This is basically. gonna be amazing. Some crumbly soft goat's cheese, some parsley, some pickled shallots, and a really mustardy dressing. Mm, it's so delicious. You oh, forget it's that it's healthy. Today. Yeah, very fresh, very yeah. I mean, I've also just gone out for lunch, so it's also kind of quite <laughs> serendipitous and nice that um we've got something that's not too filling and quite light and amazing. I feel like we need something nutritious to to help True. our immune systems today, too. So. True. There's a time and place for bread and cheese. Um, so yeah, let's crack this open. If I wanted to grab Endy, because it's not something that I've ever sought out before, Ooh. where would I be able to find it? Can you find it in any supermarket? They sell it in my big Sainsbury's. Oh, okay. Um, so that's where I go to get it most It is time. a big Sainsbury's. It is. She's a goodie. We also live near a big Sainsbury's. Your big Sainsbury's is actually possibly my favourite big Sainsbury's in the world. Really? How I come? used to live near it as well. Oh yeah. And they just sell everything. The foods of the world in your Sainsbury's are... Yeah. Second is the only place that I've seen the only big supermarket that you can get matzo meal. Yes, they've got a big like matzo section. Also, both your Sainsbury's and my Sainsbury's sell fresh curry leaves, which you don't get in all big Sainsbury's, which is a very important. All right. Oh, very nice. The lovely sound. Mmm. Mmm. Pickly things. That's so good. I can. I just love brown butter almonds. They're my favorite thing to put on salads at the moment. What's their blanched almond? They've just had their skins taken off them, so they're nice and nice and white and creamy looking. Okay. Mm. And I like. I just way prefer them to a flaked almond. You get more bite in a salad if you have a whole one. Not gonna lie, we've smashed out of the park again with this pairing. Again, again. Oh right. We're good at our jobs, maybe. Back sometimes. into my snuggly space of my whole life. <laughs> I've done my virtue. I've done my um, virtue signaling wine tasting. <laughs> so, Ham, best thing you ate this week? Oh, best thing I ate this week. So, I went home the weekend to see my parents. Mm. Um, shout out, mum and dad. Mum spent a good. She said, "Like Sophie's so great. She's got such a great laugh." I said, "Oh, did you follow her on Instagram?" She went, "No. How do I do that?" And I was like, "Oh, Nikki." <laughs> so, um. We opened the app and she followed you and then she went on your real tab and just proceeded to like scroll down every single, watch oh all of it God. in its entirety. I love that. Thank you, Nikki. Um, so hopefully she'll be making some making some stuff. Dad thought it looked nice as well. But um, yeah, I kind of got treated to a bit of um, home cooking where I think it's, cooking can be very different when you're in a family scenario oh, where yeah. you've got to cook for five or in your case, seven, like hungry, <laughs> hungry mouths. <laughs> As opposed to it's like a little bit every man for himself here. Sometimes I get in and I'm just kind of like, I'm just snaffling whatever's in the fridge. Yeah. Eating for one can be so, yeah, it's it's just a completely different process. It's from, much harder to ritualize it in a way that feels special. Yeah. And also by virtue of the fact that you need to make something that serves a lot of people, whereby you can buy like, I don't know, two chicken breasts and I'll feed two people. Yeah. You've kind of got to find ways to like make it go further, um, especially in the cost of living crisis that we're living in. But yeah, I got treated to some hearty home cooking. So my mum made a, I was there for three dinners and my mum made a lasagna on the first mm. first night. She makes a very, very good lasagna, uh, which we had on um, first day and then second day warmed up. What are your mum's lasagna secrets? Oh, or are they secret? I think they're secret. <laughs> I think they're secret, but she, but she always just like, completely smashes the lasagna at the park and then... On day three, we had a sausage and chorizo stew with mm. rice. I forgot about having rice as a side. because I love rice. 
rice. Uh, yeah, pork chops and rice. Mm. I love rice. I just don't make enough of it. I'll have rice if I'm making like a curry at home. Mm. But apart from that, I just won't have rice as a side. But it just it goes with so many things. I feel like a lot, there's a, there can be a tendency, especially in like Western food writers, to say that rice is the worst carb, which I think is a, well, it's wrong for a start. Rice is delicious. But it also, it always feels like there's a bit of a kind of like weird racial undertone to people being like, yeah. rice isn't as good as bread. Yeah. When, yeah. It's, when it's the food stuff that's like eaten. It's probably the carb that's eaten the most universally. In the oh, world. yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I really love having rice as a side, especially kind of like with something with a nice sauce. So I'm going to say my mum's sausage and chorizo stew is probably mm. the nicest thing I had this week. That sounds so What about good. you? I, I've i done a lot of cooking this week. I actually haven't been out to eat at all. Mm. Actually, that's a lie. I got a pizza. My friend Hannah... Um, runs a pizza place called Doe Hands, which she does on the side of her full-time job. And she is now popping up at a pub in Bethnal Green called The Three Colts. Ah, yes. Um, and I remember you ran over after the recording of our last podcast. I did indeed. So it's exactly a week ago today I went. And Hannah just makes such good pizzas. Um, I think her she does one with hot honey Ooh. and pepperoni that's particularly good. Dr. Sting's hot honey. Of course. Of course. Dr. Sting's. There's no other hot honey. It's got to be. Um, so that that is a really great new pizza spot in East if you're kicking around I think she's open I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays um, so if you're around East on those days and fancy a wicked pizza then go check out Dough Hands um, food that I've cooked oh my god I tested a recipe yesterday, yesterday day before that I think is the best recipe I've tested <gasps> for in the last month and I've you tell me we can bleep recipe. it out I can I can tell you. Okay. I can tell you what it is. Okay. Um, it was like a, a crispy, spicy lemongrass sausage smash burger. <gasps> so using sausage patties as the, you know, the smash burger patties. Yeah, so you yeah, get yeah. a little ball of it and you get it in a really hot pan. You press it down with another heavy yeah, pan yeah, yeah. to get a really thin, crispy base. Put American burger cheese on there and put it in a bun with like pickled carrots and... Mm-hmm. Uh, loads of other delicious bits. I won't say too much, uh, but it's Ooh. very, very tasty. Oh, that sounds absolutely delicious. And then, like the like the mum, I am. I wrapped. I shouldn't say mum. He's my boyfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> he was Cam wasn't in when I tested it, so I wrapped one up for him in tin foil and put it in the fridge. So he heated it up in the oven yesterday. Had it for his lunch, and he oh. was like, "What?" the fuck is happening this is so good oh that's amazing so i got someone else to try it who also said it was nice which oh. is always gratifying when you're cooking into a void by yourself yeah your little hype man yeah you've been like <laughs> fucking caning it the last it's been a lot of, of food being cooked at my house yeah much much food more on that later but i also <laughs> saw the um i mean no judgment my side Sounds like I'm definitely about to judge you, but <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw that you tested a recipe with tomato. Who did you have? To, who did you fuck? <laughs> Where? Do you know Sainsbury's delivery did not let me down? They gave me two pints of tomatoes as requested. Oh, they did. If I'd ordered three, then I might have been in trouble. The police probably would have been called. <laughs> as we're recording this, we're coming from uh, out the other end maybe we're coming maybe out the other side but I'm not sure I know I think we've got a pretty dark few months years ahead of us where, where we've got major food shortages in the UK for those who aren't UK listeners um, supermarkets are rationing 
what ingredients you're allowed to have multiples of. I think it's cucumbers, tomatoes and peppers. All the major supermarkets now are saying you're only allowed two of each. I think this is because we had such extreme heat in the summer and then yeah. really extreme frost in the winter. But it's just revealing a lot about the way that we eat yes. as a nation, which, I mean, lots of it is not seasonally. None of those ingredients are ingredients yeah. that you should be able to get easily at this time of year. But this week they're now also saying that things like cauliflower and cabbage, they're going to start rationing as well. What? Which are more seasonal things. And I live off cauliflower and cabbage, so I'm particularly upset about that one. But it's already, like, really fucking difficult to eat healthily as it is. And yeah. it's just going to make it, like, even less of an incentive to... If people can't get their hands on good fresh vegetables. Then we're going to have to... I mean, there's nothing wrong with, like, tin beans and stuff. Totally. But, like, processed foods say. is going to be something that we're all going to lean into a bit more, which doesn't help with kind of, like, the kind of um oh food deserts that's that really interesting i read something when i was studying anthropology this really interesting concept of food deserts about how in the u.s in the u.s how you can like live in a certain area of the u.s and there won't be anywhere you can buy fresh fruit and veg for like miles and miles around it's crazy especially in this country i mean we're already dealing with vegetables that are so much less nutritious than they used to be because of how much they're fucked around with mm -hmm. um and like obesity and also people literally starving yeah um, so just access to fresh fruit and veg is important. Having said that, you can't bulk it. Yeah, tinned beans, frozen vegetables. I cook with a lot of frozen veg. Yeah. In particular, frozen spinach is a mainstay in my freezer. Ooh, I cook okay. With that a lot. Because you know, like a big bag of spinach, it's what, like 600, it's not even 600 grams. It's like 300 grams for a big bag of spinach. And when you cook it down, you get a handful. Yeah. And that bag costs you like £1.50. I think it's £1.80 in Sainsbury's for a bag of frozen spinach. And you get, I want to say it's a kilo of it or 800 grams of it. And it's already been wilted. Um, not the pre-chopped stuff. Is it coming like pellets? Like yeah, it's in pellets. Oh, of, cute. Pellets of whole wilted spinach. I live off that stuff. Also frozen corn on the cob. Corn on the cob is only really good in like August and September. But they freeze it and you can get it all year round. I've already gotten on the hype with um, frozen fruit. Like frozen blueberries, it's like £2.50 yeah. for a bag of frozen blueberries, but you get about six times as much you'd get in like a fresh punnet. Yeah. And they don't go off. We have them in the freezer constantly. They're so good. Love stirring them through my porridge in the morning. Mm, a little bit of crunch to the porridge. Do you know what my mum does in her porridge, which I'm actually buzzing about for the coming months? When it's rhubarb season, which is right about now, hopefully the rhubarb is safe. Pray for the rhubarb. My mum makes rhubarb compote that she freezes in little pellets and she puts that in her porridge in the morning. So it becomes, it almost tastes like a dessert. Adding It's like an ice cube. Kind of like an ice cube of rhubarb compote that you add to your porridge. And it turns it into, it almost tastes like rhubarb and custard. You put a little bit of vanilla essence in <gasps> your porridge and put some rhubarb in there. It's, it's, I mean, it's still pretty healthy. That's iconic. But it feels like a pudding for breakfast. <gasps> I'm Top definitely going to try that. That sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, we're all just, we should all be eating more seasonally, but the government be making it hard for us to just do anything at the moment. We were talking, me and Cam were talking about this last night. I feel like there's just so much to be anxious about yes. in the world at the moment. And I feel like the government just aren't helping us. No. There's no help. And we're people who are, you know, relatively privileged. We're like able-bodied yeah. white people living in a country that is supposedly... Uh, a first world country. Supposedly a first world Even country. Even though, outdated term, but I'm sure that's how a lot of people would refer to us as. 
Um, yeah. And it's still really fucking hard. Yeah. Shouldn't be this hard. It's just, yeah, Anxious Girl Podcast. <laughs> yeah, sorry, fucking bringing down the mood we're again. Here to ca- oh, yeah, we're here to complain. <laughs> um, let's talk about something else. Let's bring the mood up ever so slightly. Go on, bring it, bring it. Give me something silly. King Charles III's coronation. <laughs> Every no one wants to come to his big party. No one wants to come to the party. It's honestly, it really makes me upset. So the story with this is that loads of big British uh, pop stars are being asked to perform at his coronation. I think Harry Styles, Adele, Elton, Elton John, John, even the Spice Girls have all been asked. It's just to not perform. good optics. Now. They've all declined. It's not good optics, but I feel a bit unfair because everyone was like super happy to perform for the Queen's Jubilee. And I was yeah. like, okay, if you've got beef with Prince Charles, then surely you'll have beef with his mum that was like, who was yeah. living closer to a lot of the imperialism stuff. Yeah. That was much like, more Liz's bag than Charles's, I imagine. Yeah, Charles honestly sounds like a sweet old man who just loves gardening and he didn't really ask for it and he didn't really want to be royal. He's quite like, into the environment. He's, he's super into the environment, always has. as far as these things go. Always has been. But like, yeah, it kind of seems a bit like unfair. It's like, come on, if you're going to like perform for a Lizzie, then yeah. you, uh, it, it can be, if you're going to perform for Lizzie, then it can be interpreted that like you are pro-royal or you don't mind performing for royals. Yeah. So why are you not What's wanting changed? to perform for Charlie. I'm not particularly pro-monarchy, it has to be said. Me neither. Um, just to get that out there, sharpish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this but is a royal stand podcast. <laughs> but on a human level, I just feel really sorry for him that no one's come to his party. There is yeah. nothing that upsets me more than the thought of people uh, not having people come to their party. Um, it's also something that makes me very... I thought we're back to anxiety. It's something that makes me very anxious each and every year whether people turn up to my birthday party. Oh yeah, every time. Minutes before, you're like, well, no one's here. You yeah. actually got to my birthday party before me this I year. I got. I was the first person at your birthday party. I appreciated it very much. I got that. I went upstairs. I was like, "Where is everyone?" I was anxious for you. I was at home with a baby, not my own baby, but different baby. But babies slow things down. Babies do. They do. Shout out Esme, you're a good baby. Oh, you're she's a, good, a cute good baby. baby. Um, <laughs> who do you reckon? Because you always kind of have the same people that are rolled out at kind of like royal celebrations, or like Gary Barlow. Gary Barlow. He's Gary still like, Barlow. Apparently, Robbie Williams turned it down. Really? But um, he's a very big, like, you would have thought. Oh, yeah. he's. I, I also reckon he'd take the cash. Cheryl I mean? Cole. Shares. I think she's past it, Shares. <gasps> Emily Sanday. Emily Sanday. She's past it as well yeah, as she, she, she always did that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, I was like, Gary Barlow. They're going to get Dua Lipa involved? I think she's a bit big. She. I don't think she'd do it. <laughs> I don't Who think she done? Do Who doesn't mind kind of being like, I'm sure kind of like they'll wheel out like, I don't know, fucking members of the Who or something like that to do something. <laughs> Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney would probably do it, you know. I He'd probably he would. do it. I've, they're going to have to get the olds in, I think. That's so fucking accurate. Emily Rod Stewart? <laughs> what, Rod Stewart? Yeah, Rod Stewart <laughs> probably do it. Um, but yeah, no, they kind of like tend to... Uh, will I Am as well. Will I Am did it once. Maybe Tom Jones will do something. Do you know, the one who I feel like always performs at these things, who I don't really get, but I feel like... Um, is an artist that is widely popular, but I don't know who with. Rag and Bone Man. I was literally just Rag about and to Bone say... Rag Man's going to do it. <laughs> Rag and Bone... I don't understand. He's one of those people that, like, people talk about industry plants, and I think that he is probably the closest to... Because I don't know... No one... <gasps> I know. I'm only human after You all. don't meet anyone that, like, oh, you know who I'm a massive fan of. No. Rag and Bone Man. Can't, no. Just got his tickets to see him in concert. Can't wait. You know who I reckon might do it? Rita Ora. 
She could do with Carrings and Favour again, couldn't she? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just marry Taika Waititi. You gotta. And more needs to be done. More, more must be done <laughs> to solve the lockdown, the lockdown mishaps of her yeah, hosting exactly. a big fat party in the depths of. In the really bad bit as well, well wasn't it? What was the quote? She had like her party. She said, everyone was like, why did you do it? She was like, it just would have felt weird if I didn't. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, what? Quite quite a lot weirder for you too, in fact, Rita. <laughs> you bloody freak. I reckon, yeah, I reckon they'll roll those roll those people out. I reckon Paul McCartney, let's put our money on him. <laughs> Paul McCartney, rag and bone man. What, I mean, they're doing Glastonbury bets. Why aren't they doing coronation bets? Mm, oh yeah, who's playing? It's Billie Eilish. At Glastonbury? Yes, I think. Oh no, wait, no. Nothing's been announced yet apart from Billy Irish did it last year. Only, El- only, only been... Elton's been announced. Is it only Elton? Only okay. Elton. I got mistaken. El- I mistook Elton for Eilish. Easy mistake. <laughs> to easily make. done. Easily done. So the next thing that we have on our agenda is actually something that I recently watched a video on because I refuse to let my anxious mind rest. I have to keep pumping it full of stories of people who don't know I exist. I feel like I have been doing the same almost accidentally, but now almost actively seeking out with this particular story, which mm. is the Hayley Bieber and Selena Gomez beef. Yes. Again, I want to start this by saying I'm not normally on board with pitting women against women in a very uh, Team Jen and Team Ange circa 2004 way. I feel like it's not productive and normally women don't hate each other. It's just tabloids trying to stir shit up. Yeah, but in this to make case, a story. I feel like they kind of do hate each other. Yeah, it's really the weird. The evidence so, feels damning. Hayley Bieber, Ken, Kendall Jenner and someone else, maybe like Stasi. I think it was Kylie Jenner. With the Kylie, it was they the all posted, uh, yeah, it was the three of them posted this TikTok and I can't remember what it was. It was like... It's, it's the one that's like, I'm not saying she deserved it, but God's timing is always right. Oh my God, you're so good at this. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, um, and then... Someone posted it saying like, oh my God, Hayley Bieber is such a bitch. Uh, just like some randomer, just like doing like a commentary thing. And Selena Gomez actively sought out and commented saying, don't, don't worry about it, I get it all the time. So I feel like if she's commenting on it, there must be truth. She's now deleted her or she's like gone off social media for a bit because I think she's finding it too intense. She um, re-downloaded it the next day. Oh, did she? <laughs> she was back <laughs> the next day. That's so me. Right. I'm, yeah, taking I'm, I'm actually some time off. I'm detoxing. <laughs> Back within two minutes. A day, a day can be a good amount of time to get off social media. To be honest, yeah, maybe yeah. she found that enough. Yeah, I mean, bless her. Like she's got on so much shit recently, and um, I, she gets a lot of body shaming. I know she's on steroids for her lupus. Yeah, and she's a lot of people on, saying that she's got like a that she's like put on weight. But no, but she just, has put on weight. She But has. she looks great. She looks phenomenal. She's a beautiful person. Look, I know that I'm not supposed to wade into this on people that I don't know, but I just, I love bitching and I love celebrity gossip and I know that I shouldn't love those things. Yeah. But I do. And I think I'm on Team Selena. I don't think that Hayley Bieber's got a very nice vibe. Apparently, Kendall Jenner's a bit of a mean girl. She IRL. also gives me mean girl vibe. If I had to rank Kardashians in terms of who I'd actually like to be friends with, she'd probably be pretty low. Who's number one? Definitely Chloe. Yeah? Definitely Chloe. Undoubtedly Chloe. What about you? Apparently, um, Courtney's really nice. I can imagine that as well. Although she she's quite restrictive with her food, I think. She like, or maybe now she's with Travis, she's not. I know that she didn't eat a lot of... She kind of didn't eat anything that was unnatural. It was all very like whole foods, vegan stuff. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I know she does like the vitamin thing. Yes. Yeah. 
She just like yeah, didn't she just like invent like these pussy gummies or something like that? Yeah, she's she's very much like the the new Gwyneth Paltrow of putting things in your vagina that shouldn't be there. It's a robot. Yeah. Oh, Gwyneth. Although she did do this thing on the Kardashians once, which was like a, I think it was some kind of fertility ritual, where she did this vagina steaming. Oh, which, I thought you were going to talk about the jade egg. She probably did that too, to be fair. <laughs> do we think vagina steaming sounds like it's good for you? So what does it do? She likes, there's like a steamy bowl with, I think it's got like rose and other like oils in it. And oh. you like sit over it and steam your vagina. I feel like that would make some weird shit develop What's it meant you. to achieve? Apparently it's to improve your fertility. What? <laughs> so Which like... feels maybe like it wouldn't do that. Might be relaxing. So whenever I had a blocked nose as a kid, my mom would do the same thing. Oh, <laughs> She'd put oh, her vagina over a bowl now. <laughs> she would fill a bowl with like hot water, put some eucalyptus drops in, get a towel, put it over my head and I would Bingo. just steam. Yeah, same. Little tea towel. Yeah, but I Loved think it. that in front of your vagina it could be quite, because the steam like it might like clog, because it's a very different like skin type to your face, right? It's like so different. Um, I think that maybe the steam could involve things getting clogged, Maybe it could lead to infection. Like, I don't think that sounds very... How would like it increase wa- your fertility? I feel like warmth in your vagina doesn't feel right. It's, it's your vulva as well. It's yeah. not your vagina. Like, what's, what's like your vulva going to do to increase fertility? Okay, so it's, it's an, alter- it's an alternative health treatment whereby women squat or sit over a steaming water containing herbs such as mugwort, rosemary, wormwood and basil. It's been practiced in Africa, Asia, Central America... Is described in spas as an ancient Chinese treatment for reproductive organ ailments and is claimed to have other health benefits. No empirical evidence supports any of these claims, but it's become a fad for women in the Western world. But gen- generally, it's there is evidence that it can be dangerous and no evidence that it can be effective. I really want to get, you know, speaking of like steaming and making things hot, I want to get one of those <laughs> portable sauna things. Ooh, where do I get one? You get like, you kind of like you sit in like a big sock. It looks like, you know, the things that you like that over there the things that you use to keep suits nice yeah yeah you sit in one and it's like all reflective on the inside mm. tie around your neck you plug it in and it's like an infrared sauna and you sit in it and you sweat out apparently it's much too good for like well it's the same reason that saunas can be really good like it kind of like declogs your pores that sounds it's good dreamy. for circulation or maybe I'll get you one for your birthday oh please next your, year your birthday's first we can go split on it <laughs> yeah exactly oh yeah maybe we can share it if if you're happy to share it, I'm happy. The other very exciting news that's happened this week, which is right up our street, I is... I know what you're going to say. Pete Davidson's new girlfriend, yeah. rumoured. Ice, Ice Spice. <laughs> I'm... How I, does he do it? The man's got Raz. Is he literally is it on... Is or Raz? Um, does he literally just spend his life on celebrity gossip sites, slash TikTok, slash Twitter, just picking up who is the most relevant at one time and... Yeah, he doesn't use dating apps. He uses the Twitter trending. And then just gets his agent to kind of Get in touch reach with out. Like, would you be interested in dating Pete Davidson? He is efficient. You cannot fault his efficiency. Who do we think is next on Pete Davidson's list? I think, you know, you never know. Him and Ice Spice could go the distance. They could get married. I just don't know how he has the time. Yeah. Does he just love the girlfriend experience? Is he the ultimate girlfriend experience man? Yeah, what has Pete Davidson been up to? If I look up Pete Davidson... It must like, be a full-time job. I'd be bloody knackered. Pete Davidson sparks romance rumours with Emily Ratkowski. Oh, wait, this is from November. This isn't news. She's with Eric Andre now. She moves fast too. I mean... 
She went out with Eric Andre, Brad Pitt, and Pete Davidson in quick succession, which is Brad good. Pitt. Yeah, she was pictured with what? Brad Pitt. I don't think I made that up. Oh my god! Right, Emily Ratajkowski spotted passionately kissing new man. I don't think it's him. Oh damn it! No, doesn't look like Brad Pitt. He's called a mystery man. The rumors about Brad Pitt and Emily Ratajkowski are false. She has seen her on date with mystery man. Yeah, I think that Pete Davidson must get in touch with people's PR teams at this point. Like, if he sees anyone on the Twitter trending, he's like, I must date her. That's a really good way of getting our podcast out there to the global audience, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's very very true. (laughs) One of us should maybe stage a breakup and reach out to Pete Davidson's uh, representation. I think think it'll have to be me because you're engaged. Or it could be more dramatic. Maybe it's more dramatic. Break off the engagement for Pete Davidson. Who's more likely to accept... A PR romance, your partner or my partner? Ooh, who do you think? Who's your Cam's pretty laid back, you know. <laughs> I think I think I think <laughs> he might let me go. <laughs> I think I think mine's pretty laid back as well. I think, yeah, I think it'd be okay. It's like it's like those couples that you hear about one of them wants to go on Love Island. <laughs> I, I just I imagine it's half the Love Island cast, to be honest. Uh, yeah, probably half Love Island cast. Yeah, it's like, I, look, I'm gonna be rich and famous for for both of us. I'll come back to you on the other side. Yeah. Uh, side note, I haven't watched a single episode of this series of Love Lines. I've literally no idea what's going on. Apparently it's still happening. But I just don't get it. Like, people who are kind of actively reposting stuff saying like, oh my God, if she doesn't win, I'm going to like cry. I'm like, literally, who is that? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. When you're so in a show, when you are watching it, it does feel like you know the people and you're really invested in it. And, yeah. And you care really deeply about it and you can't imagine not caring. And then the second you don't watch it for a season, you're like, what is this? I, I think I'll have to rejoin it in summer. I've never watched any of the winter seasons, even though that doesn't actually feel like the time that you'd want to watch it more. I am excited for older Love Island. I'm not going to say old Love Island. I'm going to say older. I will absolutely watch that. I'll be watching that. 100%. Is it on? Is it on ITV as well? So they've announced that they're doing a Love Island that's for a slightly older generation of people. So it's not going to be. Uh, carbon copies of all previous seasons where it's all size six fake boobs fillers and really ripped men it's gonna be older people oh no icv is reportedly planning to launch a love island style show for middle-aged contestants the new reality series is said to have the working title your mum my dad and will feature contestants' children try and help their parents find romance. Oh, no, I don't like that as much. So the kids are going to be like Love Island, eh? No. But you know what it really reminds me of? This Date my mum. Milf Manor. What's Milf Manor? <gasps> so Milf Manor is possibly the most cursed reality TV show that's ever been. I think, like, the fifth episode just came out. And um, all these MILFs are, you know, in a manner, as they do. They're MILFing about, they're having a great time. They think they're going to be in the, like, Love Island for, like, over 50s, whatever. They're also all into younger men. And the door opens, and it's all their sons. Oh, my God, that's horrendous. And they're just kind of, like, all getting off with each other's sons. And it's absolutely crazy. And in the first episode, it's cursed. In the first episode, all the guys stand shirtless in a row. And the mums are blindfolded and they have to figure out which one's their son from Touch Alone. That's horrible. Yeah, cursed. It makes for amazing Oedipal. viewing. It's very Oedipal. Oedipal and weird. But it's also like boys like kind of coming on being like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be so funny. <laughs> and then they see their mum get off with someone who isn't like their dad and they actually find it really difficult. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, that's all kinds of curse. But that's what this feels like. Did you ever watch Date My Mum? No, was maybe what was on- that? 
It was on, you know, there was those two music channels. One was on 18 and one was on 21. For Music and Viva. Was it Viva? Yeah, it was one of, it was on one of those ones. Yeah. Date My Mum was a show where a male contestant would go on dates with three mums to decide which one of their daughters he wanted to go out with. Oh, so, so he wouldn't meet the daughters. He wouldn't meet the daughters. He'd <gasps> just meet the mum. But all the mums were like, they were all like hot young mums. Yeah. So he'd go on a date with the mums and then decide which one of the daughters he'd go out with off the back of that. Okay. It was on those really, they play, They always played it after school. It was on those like after school shows along with like Cribs and... Oh, nice. Um, what were the other ones that were on at that kind of time? Oh, like Snog Murray Avoid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind exactly. of like noughties TV show that's yeah. like slightly... Sexist and weird. Did but. I imagine Date My Mum? Is it a fever dream? Can someone confirm with me that Date My Mum existed? Date, I'm going to Google Date My Mum at my own risk. <laughs> date My Mum is a television dating show on the music channel MTV. And there's Date My Mum UK, which could just be called Date My Mum. Mm-hmm. Um, parental control. Parental control I've seen a couple of um, episodes of where the parents pick who the girl or boy they don't like their partner so they pick Mm. like two men for them to go on a date with and they pick the partner but then ultimately the person decides whether they want to stay but it's obviously like incredibly scripted but i definitely give that a watch it is quite fun and we can watch a clip after this they're quite amusing sounds like a precursor to the ultimatum which is a reality show i really couldn't get through exactly um well we have more than one letter but we will just do one letter caitlin gets in touch says, loving the podcast so much, it's been this and endless bars of chocolate that's getting me through finals revision. Yay! Amazing. Hope you do well. Um, I gave up drinking a year or so ago, and I don't miss it, but I do miss the Elegance. Elegance? <laughs> <laughs> I gave up drinking a year or so ago now, and I don't miss it, but I do miss the Elegance of having a glass of wine with a meal and was looking for some advice. I'm not looking to get back into drinking, so I was wondering if you have any recommendations for non-alcoholic slash low-alcohol wines. P.S. Sorry if non-alcoholic wine is a disappointment to the wine community. My nan already jokes enough about the fact she drinks more than me. Oh, uh, you should never be ashamed of you stopping drinking. I'm pleased for you that you've made that decision. I reckon Han knows more about low alcohol wines than me so I'll pass over to you yeah I think I'm kind of probably in a space now where I'm actively trying to drink less because it's gone to a point where I'm like okay this is silly I cannot accept every single fucking free drink in the world and yeah sometimes you want something that's wine like and you want the elegance but quite a lot of wines tend to be quite a lot of wines that have been de-alcoholized or specifically meant for like low alcohol it just tastes like grape juice and it's not that nice um go for schlar I'm joking um (laughs) One brand that I really love that I will never stop shouting out is a project called Blurred Vines. They have a really, really interesting... So they've got two. They've got one that's meant to mimic like a white wine and one that's pink and meant to mimic like a sparkly wine. Um, They're really, really good because... So usually when you get a de-alcoholized wine, right? So there's no kind of like slightly like painful burn when you're taking a sip. So as a result of that, it can feel like really fruity and sweet. Yeah, Whereas there isn't like that. the alcohol to balance it out. So what Blurred Vines do is they make like 
a tea of like different like herbs and botanicals, but they also add, I think it's jalapeno oil or chili oil to mimic the alcohol burn. I love that. It's so smart. I literally have a bottle of it in my drawer over there. Um, That's really clever. But it's really delicious. They're really good. Um, So I definitely recommend them. Uh, Another wine that's low, no alcohol is Wednesday's Domain. They're really cool, but they... So, but instead of making like a mix of like herbs and botanicals, they actually do make it from grapes. It's just dealcoholized, but they have like such a great acidity. It kind of feels a bit more whiny. There's less focus on the fruit and they do a red and a white. I really love the white. The white's really good. So check out Wednesday's Domain 2. I don't think they're that expensive. Let me have a quick look. Where can you buy both those just online? So you can get like a twin pack online of um, both of the wines and I think they're both made from Spanish varieties it's 25 quid for two so like 12 pen 50 per bowl which is pretty good because usually I know the vibe like you buy something that's non-alcoholic and it costs just as much as a bowl of wine it Happens kind of doesn't lot. make that much sense leaves a bad but, taste in your mouth but they're really, really that's that's quite a good value I think um, for kind of like a special bowl of wine for when you want that elegance but don't want to have the alcohol and then blurred. I feel like it is quite a lot more specialist an alcohol free mm. wine. I can see why you'd pay a bit of a premium on it. Yeah. It's not like buying a bottle of squash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's very true. I suppose. So Um and then Blurred Vines is about eighteen quid. So again, that's a little bit more special. But again, yeah, like you say, so there's something that goes there's a little bit more like practice and patience and like working and blending that goes into it rather than just, yeah. Like you say, making a glass of squash. You could also have squash. You've been getting into non-alcoholic beers, haven't you, Soph? I have, yeah. I know very little about non-alcohol wine, so apologies, I can't help you on that front. Um, but I, there's two alcohol-free beers that I like in particular. One is Lucky Saint. which they do, Lucky Saint. Love Lucky Saint. They do it on drafts at lots of pubs now as well. And it does feel quite beery. I like it a lot. We drink lots of that at home. The other one we've got into more recently is a new launch, which is Asahi have started doing a 0% bit. I saw that people are at a launch party the other night. Yeah. Very cool. I love Asahi. I love the taste. I got a crate a couple of weeks ago and we burnt through it really quickly. Does it have the same great taste? It's got the same great taste. (laughs) It's got the dryness of an alcohol Asahi. I I didn't try them side by side. I wish I had. But I really think that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference that easily. It's a really, really impressive non-alcohol beer and Asahi is one of my favourite beers anyway so Asahi's I feel like so it's natural good. natural marriage oh amazing hopefully that helps um, yeah thanks very much for listening if you've enjoyed this podcast I know I'm so who's looking at me like that's my job <laughs> If you, I'm giving a, I'm giving the seal of approval. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a review, give us a rating, ideally five stars. But you know, if not, I'd rather you send me a text and send it to my face why you didn't enjoy it and why you didn't give it five stars. Um, is there anything you want to plug, Soph? I think there is actually. Oh yes, I've got an event that's coming up. So I'm doing a big pop up on the 14th of April. Uh, with my friend at Dinner for 100, which is my favourite, favourite You're always shutting them out. I am indeed. It's my favourite pizza. Um, so I'm very excited to be working with them again. We're taking over a massive hall and we're hosting a wedding feast. It's going to be, I think we're doing about 180 people. Um, it's going to be three course meal, drinks. There's going to be wedding speeches. There's going to be games. There's going to be mingling. It's going to be excellent vibes. Wait, so it's going to be like a wedding? It's going to be like a wedding party. <gasps> uh, tickets come out on... Uh, 
on the 7th of March. If you go to Dinner 400's Instagram, you can sign up to a link that will send you that will send you the ticket link when they come out on the 7th of March. So yeah, that's on the 14th of April. If you would like to join me there, do you have anything you'd like to plug, Han? Um, no. <laughs> uh, no, actually. Um, no, actually. Actually, um, I don't think I'm doing any latest Dalston Wine Club sold out. Um, I am going to change how I sell my Dalston Wine Clubs very soon, which I will let you all know about on social media. But yeah, nothing coming up for me as of yet, but plenty of things are brewing. And we've got our big announcement next week. Big announcement next week. Big guest next week. It's also the season finale next week. Oh my gosh, yeah. Did we not mention? So we're taking a little break after next week, after our big announcement, big guest, big fun party. Um, So stay tuned for one more episode and then we'll be coming back at you with a bigger, better... Can it be bigger and better? It always can be bigger and better. Yeah, always. Always it can. We'll be back for season three and not too long after that. Oh, brilliant. Until then, thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.